0: They said to me, don't worry about us. We are old folks and it's just our misfortune. You flee for your lives. Previously, we used to evacuate the elderly in cars in an emergency, but we can no longer do so.
1: Sadly, many people are used to the drill these days in Myanmar. If conflict comes near, they flee for their lives and shelter at a distance, temporarily or longer term. But older people are often at higher risk in these situations because of restricted mobility and special health needs. And the situation is only getting worse. Hello and welcome to do a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondation Hirondelle, This episode is produced by a journalist from Frontier Myanmar. Names may have been changed to protect contributors.
0: My mother has often had to flee because of the junta shelling. She had to flee to safer locations when she heard the sound of the military regime's jet fighters. The junta troops have sometimes fired as many as nine artillery shells into the village. My mother complains
1: that she doesn't want to flee from Janta airstrikes and shelling anymore. In fact, Do Myang's 90-year-old mother often tells her daughter just to let her die. Before the coup, Dor Kikhoa, mother to six children, used to stay home in their family house in downtown Mindat, peacefully praying and chanting with her rosary beads, Sik Badi. Dor A had a small shop. Now the family are IDPs. They're currently sheltering in a village outside Mindat, Conflict between regime troops and resistance forces began in Mindat only a few months after the military coup and the town has seen the heaviest clashes in all of Chin State since then. Doar Myung's family have had to flee about 5 times, hiding in other villages or under cliffs whenever there's a junta raid or when they hear heavy weapons or jet fighters.
0: My mother gets sick quite frequently. We live in a small makeshift hut and when it rains, she often falls ill. My mother has high blood pressure and haemorrhoids. Her eyes often swell and
1: her knees hurt. Ninety-year-old Doki also has a stomach ailment. Her health has deteriorated because she has to eat whatever food is available as an IDP. Do Amyang currently makes a living as a day labourer on nearby farms, but she's the main breadwinner for her mother and three sisters, one of them disabled. Her income is not enough to buy medicine or to provide special food for her mother.
0: My mother sometimes sits all day without eating rice if there is no curry. I am so sad because I can't do anything for my mother. We face many hardships.
1: IDPs in Mindat Township are struggling to make ends meet, as support from donor organizations is dwindling. There are more than 120 IDPs over the age of 60 in northern Mindat. Most of them have chronic diseases, according to a census collected recently by the Mindat Township Public Administration Health Department. Mamai is one of those in charge of the department. She says IDPs are only receiving 20% of the aid that they got in the last two years, and this is affecting people's health.
2: We don't have sufficient medicine. I know the long-term medications that elderly IDPs have to take, but I can't provide enough medicine for them. I will give you an example. I knew that an IDP man would have to take five milligrams of amlong a day for the rest of his life, but I could only support him for one month. I also understand that it is difficult for IDPs to buy medicine from the nearest pharmacy and take it regularly. We can provide IDPs with medicine for one month. IDB patients with diabetes and hypoglycemia must be given medication after seeing a physician, but I am not able to provide them with medicines. IDPs are facing such difficulties.
1: According to Myanmar's 2014 census, Ten percent of Myanmar's population is over 60, and most of them live in rural areas. In many parts of the country, these are nothing like as peaceful as they were before the coup. Like Zagain region. 71-year-old Dorji currently lives in a small hut in the compound of her house, which was burned down by military troops. She's had to flee six times from junta raids on her village in Tabayin Township. She remembers in particular a time last year when she was attending a sermon at
2: a monastery. The military column raided the village during the Sabbath period while we were receiving a sermon from a Buddhist monk at the village monastery. We had to flee to safer locations when the junta contingent entered the village. Even Buddhist monks dare not stay at the village monastery. They also flee to safer locations when the junta troops storm the village. Dorji has chronic coronary heart disease, so she wasn't able to run
1: as fast as younger people. Still, she had to run home, and when she got home, she got on the back of her daughter's motorbike, and they escaped as quickly as they could.
2: We had to flee on our motorbikes, and there were so many people fleeing in this way. Some motorbikes fell over on the road. Because we fled in a hurry, we faced accommodation problems when we arrived at a safe place. When the junta troops entered the village, we were scared and fled to safer locations, wondering if we would survive. Georgie's
1: friend Dormi was also at the sermon that day. Dormi's husband is paralyzed and remained at home. When the raid happened, Dormi's daughter collected her father and took him to the monastery. My father was
0: paralyzed by a stroke and my mother's been taking care of him. Unfortunately, I had to leave them in a monastery. They said to me, Don't worry about us, we are old folks and it's just our misfortune. You flee for your lives. They were anxious and crying. A neighbor warned my mother not to leave the monastery or even peek outside because it was too dangerous, but she looked out anyway. She was in tears, clutching her chest and saying, they are setting the houses on fire.
1: Dormi's home was not burned and luckily she and her husband survived. There are regular media reports of elderly people being left behind during junta raids and then later being found burned alive. More than 270 elderly people aged 60 and over have been killed since the military coup. That's according to the Assistance Association for Political Prisoners. But that's just those who have died from actions by the military regime and its forces. There have been other casualties. Gojojo from Tabayin Township IDP Assistance Committee says five elderly people have been burnt to death in the villages of Tabayin Township alone. He says in the past, they could evacuate the elderly in the event of an emergency, but now they can no longer do so.
0: Previously, we used to evacuate the elderly in cars in an emergency, but we can no longer do so. The elderly just have to flee to sell for locations with the help of their relatives. We no longer have cars to evacuate the elderly, and with fuel prices rising, we can't afford it.
1: Many of Myanmar's elderly people just want to live in their homes with their families, making merit. But in conflict areas, this isn't possible. Many older citizens are having to move around to avoid danger and live in makeshift tents or huts. They might be separated from family members. They face difficulties in getting food and medicine. And they remain hopelessly dependent on assistance to meet their needs. Reports suggest many are suffering both physically and mentally, particularly with threats to their personal safety. This is a constant worry for Dorji and her family in Zagayang living with no sense of security in their makeshift hut next to their burned house.
2: We are worried about our safety. We can't sleep well at night for fear that we will be attacked. Some people were killed when the junta's artillery shells exploded in the village. Sometimes I dream that jet fighters are coming toward the village and I can’t sleep well..
1: We hope you enjoyed this edition of Dorohan. You can listen to our podcast via the DoOthan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 pm and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 am on Voice of America Radio. The project, to support human rights reporting, is delivered by Fondation Hirondelle and it's made with the support of our donors.